0: Hey y'all and welcome to another episode of This Moment. I'm so glad you stopped by to see what God is teaching in this moment. Well, welcome back. Um, if you haven't had a chance, please go and check out the podcast. There's a bonus episode from yesterday talking about how Christians should be french fries. And I know that sounds a little crazy, but go give it a listen and I think it'll make some sense. Um, I wanted to do another review today. So this book right here, Made to Crave, has been such a good book for me. Um, About 10 years ago, this book came out in 2010, um, which was the year that I got married. And um, I read this book and it changed the way that I looked at food and cravings. Um, And the tagline for this book is Satisfying Your Deepest Desire With God, Not Food. And the premise of, this is by Lisa Turkhurst. She is the uh, president of Proverbs 31 Ministries, uh, pretty popular women's ministry. But the premise of this book is that we were made to crave. That that's something God put in us, in our souls and in our beings, but we were made to crave him and not food. And really you can take the principles that are in this. If you struggle with craving anything, um, my struggle is food. That is my struggle. And I have recently picked this book back up and I'm going through it as more of a Bible study instead of just reading it. Um, but if you struggle with craving something other than God, This is a great resource. Pick it up and see what she has to say. It's not a diet book. It's not a diet plan. It's not going to show you how to um, work a menu so that you'll lose 10 pounds in a week. That's not the point. The point of this is to show you what your soul was meant to crave and that's God and how you can use that to fight your flesh and whatever it is that your flesh is tempted by. Mine happens to be food, other people's, or money, or power, all kinds of things. Um, But take a look at it. It's a really good book. I really recommend it. Made to Crave by Lisa Turkers. It's a few years old. I think it's going on 11 years now, but it's totally worth it and the principles still apply. So, Made to Crave, check it out. But. I have been a little bit busy this last week. I have really been hearing a lot of things and feeling like God was really showing me a lot of just little moments that I needed to share with my This Moment community. So there has been a blog post this week, there's been a bonus podcast, and then you're getting the YouTube and podcast regular episode this week too. Um, so, really, just check out what God is teaching me in all those avenues. If you are not a subscriber to this moment and the Cistern newsletter, I highly recommend that you do that. If you go to thecistern.net, you can find there how to subscribe to the newsletter, and you will be given access to some freebies. I've recently added a freebie set that are drive through cards. I have done it. I know people in my Bible studies have done it before. We will pay for the person behind us just as a general act of kindness for the day, something that people aren't expecting. But then that's where it ends. And what a great time to share the love of God that's in our life because that's what makes you do something like that, is the love of God that's in your heart, even if you're not able to articulate that. So what I did is I put together... um, what I like to call drive-through cards. So you can just have a stack of these printed in your car, and if you decide to pay for the person behind you, then you just take that card and you give it to the cashier and say, can you please give this to them? Now, you might run across a cashier or two that will say no, but they're gonna read it. They're gonna look at it too and go, hmm, what were they trying to tell them? So either way, somebody has been given the chance to see that the reason you choose to do things Is because you love Jesus and the love of Jesus is in your heart so that's a really great resource especially in a place like the drive-through where things are really fast and you're trying to get in and get out and you don't have time to sit there and have a 10-minute conversation about Jesus you can plant a seed that you may go through that drive-through again another day and that cashier will say hey I remember you you gave that card to that person And they're going to see the way that you love and the way you behave and the way that you speak to people. And that will share the love of Jesus. Even if you don't have time to sit down and talk to them for an hour over coffee, you are planting seeds for the kingdom. And that is the whole point of everything that we do. So I hope that you can go there, sign up, get the password to get the freebies and really use those resources to enrich yourself and to share the word of God. So down to the moment for today, I want to talk about dishes. So I have in just the last year or so, really started paring down the things in my house. And one of the places that I have done a lot of work in is my kitchen. I have gotten rid of a lot of stuff. So much so that I'm down to basically one pot for cooking big things. I've only got one pot left. Um, It's a nice sturdy cast-iron enamel pot I'm gonna make soups and stews or boil noodles and add cheese and then stick that whole thing in the oven and bake it. Um, It's really versatile but what happens is that I end up washing it a lot because I'm gonna use it and I'm gonna reuse it and then I'm gonna reuse it again and I end up washing that pot a lot so the other day, I made macaroni and cheese in it. So I boiled the noodles, poured them in the colander, and then I mixed up the cheese sauce in that pot, put the noodles back, and then I can bake that in the oven. But well, what happens is that cheese residue gets baked on to my pot, and then I have to wash that. And there's one of two ways that you can really wash that pot, and I can either take and put the water on as hot as possible and get that sprayer and spray and spray and spray and scrub and scrub and scrub and it takes a lot of work or I can turn that hot water on and just let the pot fill up and let it sit there for a while and then I come back and wipe it all out and move on with my life and use the pot again. Now if I need the pot immediately maybe my options are a little more limited but usually if you're cleaning it immediately it's a lot easier to do. But it usually works out that soaking it is the easiest way to clean all of that gunk and muck out of my pan. And it really, as I was cleaning this pot, filling it up with water, and then I came back and wiped it out again a little bit later, it really made me think about the muck in our souls. The way that things just build up and cake on and get kind of burnt into our souls. And it's really hard to get them out. And we can do a couple of things. We can work really, really hard, scrub really, really hard and try to get those sins out of our hearts on our own. And we might be a little bit successful, but we're gonna get tired and we're gonna get worn out. But what we could do is soak. So Jesus talks about living water in the Bible. And I am proposing that we fill ourselves up with the living water and just soak the muck out of our souls. Um, So in John 4, starting in verse 13, it says this. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. This was when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well and she was thirsty and her soul was full of muck and she was ashamed and she was by herself and she was avoiding people and she was thirsty for community. She was thirsty for love. And Jesus said, come and get my living water and you will never be thirsty again. You will never thirst for community. You will never thirst for love because it will all be given to you. Um, So, then if we go over to John 7, starting in verse 37, um, this is, Jesus is with a group of people, starting in verse 37. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, If you are thirsty, come to me. If you believe in me, come and drink. For the scriptures declare that rivers of living water will flow out from within, When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. So the living water is the Holy Spirit. So Jesus says if you have the Holy Spirit, you will have this living water welling up inside of you. The Holy Spirit living in you is going to just create a life that follows Jesus. If you think about Galatians and the fruit of the Spirit, having the Spirit in your life produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. So when I think about made to crave and my issues, if I've got the Holy Spirit living in my heart, then a byproduct of that is going to be self-control so if i really want to get that that lack of self-control that lack of discipline out of my soul i've got to let the holy spirit come in and just fill me up so if we look at second corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 Now the Lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, he gives freedom. So having the spirit, the Holy Spirit in our life, when we let him dwell in us, because our bodies are a temple for the Holy Spirit. If we let him come and live in us and dwell in us and fill us up so that we just soak in him like that pot soaks in the hot water. If we soak in him, we will find freedom. We're gonna find freedom from the muck that's in our soul and the depression and the anxiety and the, the fear and the cravings and the things that distract us from God. Now, I'm not saying that some of those things don't need professional help. Please don't hear that in what I'm saying because if you suffer from depression and anxiety and you have heard before from people who you just don't trust enough, your faith isn't strong enough, that is a lie. I want you to hear that very clearly because there are times when the Lord has provided things like antidepressants, um, anti-anxiety medication, counseling, professional help, and those things I believe are in line with the way that God helps to take care of us. That's just a side note. Sometimes I think that the church misunderstands mental health and uh, faith. Sometimes I think that we have been told, if you have enough faith, then you wouldn't be anxious and you wouldn't be worried. And sometimes I think that that they're separate things. Um, There is some overlap, but I think that there could be more going on. So please don't hear that if you went and got professional help that you weren't a good enough Christian. That's just not the truth. Um, But if we do allow the Holy Spirit to fill us up, he is going to give us Freedom. That's what 2nd Corinthians 317 just told us. And then if we look in John 14 Verse 27 John 14 is one of my favorite books um, of the Bible But John 14 verse 26 says this but when the father sends the counselor as my representative, this is Jesus talking as My representative and by the counselor. I mean the Holy Spirit he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I myself have told you. So when, when we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and live in our hearts and fill us up, we are soaking him in, then we are going to be set free. We are going to be taught things, given wisdom about the things of our life and our flesh and our spirit and how the Lord takes care of us. And we are going to be reminded of the things that Jesus taught, so that we can use those in our life. So the Holy Spirit is a living water that gives us all of those things. And just like that pot, if we let him fill us up and we soak in him, if we are willing vessels that invite him in, we don't have to do the hard work. He's gonna clean us up. We don't have to do it. That is one of the like beautiful pieces of the gospel is that we don't have to do the work. Jesus has already done the work on the cross. When we believe in him and we accept his Holy Spirit into our life, then we don't have to do the work. We allow God to do the work in us, to change us, to make us more like Christ. Now, if I leave that pot, I put some water in it, and I leave that pot on the counter, eventually the water will evaporate and leave the muck behind. Now, we have to continually invite the Holy Spirit into our life because we can walk away and forget the Holy Spirit. And even though our bodies and our souls are a temple and he can come and dwell in us, he is a gentleman. He is not going to force himself on us. So if we don't invite him in and continue to invite him in and build a relationship with him, eventually we will still be left with the muck in our hearts. So my hope today is that we, as we wash our dishes, because we have to wash our dishes, but I pray that we would be reminded that the Holy Spirit can come and set us free from the burnt on junk in our life. That all we have to do is fill ourselves up with the Holy Spirit, invite Him in, and just soak in His goodness, in His mercy, in His grace. I hope that today has been a blessing to you so that you can bless someone else. I love you so much and I can't wait to see you again soon.